0: Hi, everybody, Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Locked On Blue Devils with
1: J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Blue Devils podcast here on this Friday. So great to have you here with us as today's show is brought to you by NetSuite. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. Head to NetSuite.com slash NCAA for special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. Today on the program, Duke basketball a winner last night as they defeat Appalachian State by a score of 92-67. to We continue to preview Duke basketball tomorrow, the Saturday preview for the Blue Devils, and then finally Mike Elko with some post signing day comments about his football team. I gave you an overview yesterday of signing day. Mike Elko goes into greater detail. Again, my name is JJ Jackson. I'm the host of this podcast. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils and follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Be sure to subscribe and follow Lockdown Blue Devils for free wherever you get your podcasts as you'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it comes out each and every day. Duke basketball wins 92-67 against Appalachian State, a scoring display from the Blue Devils. Reminder, going into last night, Appalachian State, on average, was giving up 59 points per game. Duke scores the most points with those 92 against the Mountaineers this season. The previous high was just 75, so a dominant performance from Duke offensively. They were led by Wendell Moore Jr., Wendell Moore Jr. had 21 points on the night, 8 of 11 shooting, 4 of 4 from 3-point range, 5 rebounds, 6 assists, incredible performance from Wendell. It's insane how good he's been this season. Coach K said after the game, he's having an all-American year. So Coach K, for the first time this season, really verbalizing what we all agree with, this guy's one of the best players, not only at Duke, not only at the ACC, but in all of college basketball this season, Wendell Moore Jr., has been one of the best. Paolo Banquero, the star freshman, with 16 points and 6 rebounds. Jeremy Roach had 10 points, 3 rebounds, 6 assists. Trevor Keels, 11 and 5, 11 points, 5 assists. A.J. Griffin was 11 points, 2 rebounds, 2 of 5 shooting from 3-point range. Griffin played 19 minutes. He's looking more and more confident, which is a big sign, before Duke plays their first ACC game on December 22nd next Wednesday versus Virginia Tech. As I said, 2 of 5 shooting from 3-point range. Joey Baker had 8 points on 2 of 4 from 3-point range. Theo John, 6 points, 3 rebounds. Good for Theo to be back out there because Theo, of course, missed the game on Tuesday night with back tightness. And then Mark Williams had 6 points, 3 of 3 shooting, 4 rebounds, a couple of blocks. It was his 20th birthday yesterday, and he had a pretty awesome game for the Blue Devils, who shot 15 of 30 from three-point range. Incredible three-point accuracy from the Duke Blue Devils, who for the first time since 2000-2001, Duke has made 15 three-pointers in consecutive games. That's a lot in a 40-minute college basketball game. And in two straight games, Duke has made 15 of them. The last time they did that was 2001 and 2000, or excuse me, the 2000 and 2001 season. ESPN Stats and Info tweeted out that little tidbit and wanted to remind people that Duke won the national championship that season. If this is a sign of things to come, we're all going to love that. The one critique that uh, you could have for Duke basketball after this one, they lost the rebounding battle 31-30. to Duke ranks 152nd in the country in NCAA rebounding margin. They've got other stats where they are really, really, really special, but in rebounding margin, Duke is just 152nd. That's something that Coach K pointed out that he wants to improve. We've got some highlights from last night's contest. Here's how it sounded on ESPN2.
0: As though it was a huge ordeal to play at Cameron Indoor. They are coming in very businesslike, like and it showed from their start. Or jumping inside. Oh, well, that's a difficult shot. Made a mid-air adjustment. He banked it in. He's been fairly quiet. Others have picked up the slack, though, for the Mountaineers. Shot clock is at five. Once again, Amandasi drills it. We'll give him 12. And Almanac, Theo's like, I got to get a beat. I get this piece of this right here. So the, the grad transfer for the Blue Devils, Theo John getting back in the mix. Another basket here by Almanac, who is unconscious. South Dakota. Mm-hmm. You know, Duke shirts on, flew in to be able to make it to a Duke basketball game, especially in the final season of Coach K. like nice little spin there by John to knock into. The defensive balance for Duke getting back in transition has not been great in this game. with the catch, and John will flush it. He has six coming off the bench. This is that danger zone that Duke always seems to have opponents in. And swatted away by Williams on the block. Moore on the attack. He slams it. You'll see Duke do that often on the underneath out of bounds play as Justin Forrest tries to line up a three. Take one now off the front of the iron. Rebound tapped out, underneath it's Lewis, and he will slam it in, nice work. And so part of changing the culture, and that's one of the things that he and Coach Kearns talked about, was to put a decision for him to come back for a fifth year. Here's Griffin from the corner. There he's in, a three-pointer on target. Especially a guy like Jeremy Roach, who's capable of knocking down the three and a quarter. Honestly, literally kicking it away, here's Moore. Yes! He swishes in a three pointer. The students at home watching this game right now, screaming at yeah. their television, chomping at the bit. Oh, that is sweet. The hesitation, the patience there by Van Carroll. One thing that Wendell will tell you the first thing he's never played an NCAA tournament. And again, when you come to Duke, it's almost like a rite of passage. Sure. Over the top, here's Williams blowing out the candle. Intelligent possession by the Blue Devils, not forcing anything at the rim. Both kills Ambrose touching the paint. Moore with a slam. Boy, did that open up for Wendell Moore for 20 points now. So that will be your final score tonight. Duke 92, Appalachian State 67.
1: Audio courtesy of ESPN. Big win for Duke, a 92 67 victory over Appalachian State. When we come back, Elon gets set to come to Cameron Indoor after some crazy events took place. We'll tell you about it next on Locked On Blue Devils. This is it. The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software to see the full picture you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite, and right now through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind financing program to help those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash on NCAA. Head to netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA for special end of year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA. Today's show is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered all season, more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues to march to the playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today. And receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKEDON to receive that deposit. Promo code LOCKEDON, L O C K E D O N. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Duke basketball gets set to take on Elon tomorrow, 4 p.m. Eastern tip off on the ACC network. Not as easy as it seems. When we began the week, we were prepared for Duke to play Cleveland State on Saturday. They had a date with the Vikings, but COVID 19 protocol issues in the Cleveland State program forced them to back out of the game. Duke then sets up a matchup with Loyola Maryland. Then, early this morning, within the Loyola Maryland program, they find out that the Lions have some COVID 19 issues and must back out of the competition. So, that's two opponents that walk away. It seemed throughout the day, today on Friday, that Adam Segoria of the New York Times was reporting that Northwestern had a game canceled against DePaul, and so they were going to come to Cameron Indoor Stadium, which was set to be amazing. Northwestern, of course, coached by Chris Collins, the former Blue Devil player and assistant coach for Duke, in uh, another season coaching the Wildcats of Northwestern. But then that report turned out not to be true as Northwestern is still dealing with some COVID-19 issues themselves, so they will not be making the trip to Cameron Indoor Stadium. So enter Elon. Elon is 3-8 and on the season. They are, of course, coached by Mike Schragi. He is one of 10 former staffers or players of Mike Krzyzewski's that currently is a Division I head coach at Elon. He's one of the most forgotten about guys. He was the Duke Director of Basketball Operations from 2002 until 2008, and now his coaching career has him still in the state of North Carolina leading the Elon Phoenix, as they are, again, 3-8 and eight so far this season, and he is one of the former staffers of Mike Krzyzewski. Elon has scoring 71.3 points per game. They are giving up 75.9 points allowed. Elon should definitely get an L by Duke. Tomorrow, Duke should win this basketball game as they are 9-1 on the season. The Blue Devils scoring 86 points per game. That's first in the ACC. Duke has a 20.8 margin of victory. That's also first in the conference crazy. On average, Duke is winning basketball games by 21 points this season. Pretty dominant. Taking another look at Elon on Wednesday, they uh, got a win 63-61 over Winthrop, so they're coming in on a one-game winning streak. But let's highlight some Elon games this season versus Power 5 opponents. They've had four of them. They lost all of them. They played Florida to open up the year. The Gators won that game 74-61, a 13-point victory for the Florida Gators. Elon has already played at North Carolina. They've had a trip to Chapel Hill where they lost 80-63 to against the Tar Heels. So Appalachian State, who Duke played last night, is now getting ready to play North Carolina next Tuesday. And North Carolina has already played Elon this season. Duke will play them tomorrow. West Virginia and Ole Miss were two other Power 5 opponents for Elon. They played them in the Charleston Classic Tournament. So those were neutral site games in Charleston, South Carolina. Elon lost to West Virginia 87-68, and then they lost to Ole Miss by a score of 74-56. The star performer that day for Ole Miss was Jamin Breakfield with 16 points. Jamin Breakfield, of course, played his freshman season one year ago for Duke, but after one season transferred away from the program. So Duke gets ready to take on Elon. They are 3-8 and eight on the year. This will be the last non-conference game of the season for the Duke Blue Devils. 26th, the meeting all time between Duke and Elon. I love reading these tidbits about the series history. Duke leads the all-time series 20 to five. However, 18 of the 25 meetings took place between 19 and 11 and 1936, and then eight have been played since 2010. All Duke victories. Mike Krzyzewski has never lost to Elon. The last time they played was in 2017. Marvin Bagley III, it was his Duke debut. It was the first game of the season. He had 25 points to lead Duke to a 97-68 victory over Elon. Should be a fun game tomorrow. Should be a Duke victory. Hoping to recap that one for you come Monday right here on Locked On. Blue Devils watch the game tomorrow on the ACC Network. Duke and Elon set to tip off at 4 o'clock Eastern Time. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, Mike Elko Recap signing day here on Locked on Blue Devils. Today's show was brought to you by Built Bar. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even better than one. Built Bar, filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with great flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, and high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy, and there are so many amazing flavors to choose from, as Built Bar gives you that extra fuel that you need. People are so passionate about their favorite flavors, they'll fight for it. Things can get out of hand. If you're friends with Santa Claus, make sure you tell Santa to throw a few built Bars into those stockings. All right, here's your offer. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Final segment here on Lockdown Blue Devils today as the Duke Blue Devils had signing day earlier in the week for the football program. 16 players now enter the Blue Devil family, as we talked about, six of them from the state of North Carolina. Let's listen to Duke football coach Mike Elko recap all of it.
2: Welcome. It's an exciting day. A you know, signing day across the country is is uh, It's a really cool opportunity for these kids to sit back and kind of take it all in. You know, it's the kind of end of one journey, uh, which took a tremendous amount of hard work for them to get to this point. You know, I tell them all, you know, enjoy today. Uh, today's about you, you know. And then tomorrow, wake up and, and let's start going to work on the on the next chapter of where this goes. Um, you know, it's an exciting day for us here at Duke Football. Uh, we're welcoming sixteen new families into our family here at Duke. Uh, we're excited for that. I'm really happy about the class we brought in. Obviously, I didn't get a chance to spend a ton of time with everybody, but I think we've got a we've got a really good class and a really good group coming in. Um, I think we we really like our balance. I think the balance of this class is, is really good. We've got eight signees on offense. We've got seven signees on defense. Uh, we've got one athlete, you know, and so that's positionally really the balance that you're trying to get. Uh, I like the geographic balance of the class. You know, we've got six kids from the state of North Carolina. Um, that's always where we want to start, but we're also represented by nine different states. You know, I think that kind of po- points to that vision that we talked about, about being that national brand, and so I'm happy about that. Um, Obviously, I didn't get to play a ton of role in the recruitment of these young men, and so I think there's uh, a lot of thank yous that need to go out. I think mean, when you put together a class of this size and magnitude, and, and you're bringing in this many kids like we do in football, uh, so many people play a part in this thing as we put it together. And so um, the first thank you obviously has to go to Co- Coach Cutcliffe and his staff. Uh, I think those guys did an unbelievable job of identifying players that fit Duke uh, fit what this university was about, uh, fit what football at this university is about, you know, and they showed an unbelievable amount of professionalism over the last two weeks to continue to work and grind to keep this class together. And so that was, that was something that needs to be mentioned for sure. Um, I wanna thank Nina for her work in this process. Uh, so many parents and players uh, pointed out to me that her honesty and her communication throughout this process really helped keep this group together. Um, I want to thank Kent McLeod and our recruiting staff, I think those guys did an unbelievable job of identifying talent, Uh, and again, when you're represented in nine states, you know, that's not always just coaches on the road, you know, a lot of that stuff has to happen in the recruiting department with those guys finding and identifying players, and so that part of it uh, was really good. and then last and certainly not least, I want to make sure we give a thank you to our academic staff uh, and the faculty on this campus that, that take their time and energy to sit down with our players and sit down with our families and just sell them on the vision of what Duke can do for them beyond the sport of football. Um, you can't put together a class like this, uh, a class of this size, a class of this talent uh, without a lot of help from campus. Um, those people got to give up time. Um, that's certainly not part of their deal uh, when they come to Duke and so we appreciate them. Taking the time to sit down um, with our with our players and with our parents and so thank you for that Um, I'm gonna talk very briefly kind of about each member of the class Uh, obviously this will be a little bit more of a summation than specifics given the amount of time uh, that I've been here but you know I did get a chance to go back obviously and evaluate them all I wanted to go back and make sure I was able to speak on them um, from an evaluation standpoint and what I saw Uh, and so we'll just kind of go through it Um, Henry Beelins our quarterback uh, signed him out of Cardinal up in New York, Um, really excited about Henry. He's got a really big arm. I think he can throw the ball a mile Uh, And so we're really excited about that. And then the biggest thing that jumped out to me about him is just such a command on the phone. Um, And when you talk about being a quarterback and having to get in a huddle and have a commanding presence and leading men, uh, that kind of jumps off the page at you when you talk to him. Uh, Eric Weatherly is our running back at a Bartram Trail High School in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, He is your prototypical scat back, uh, extremely explosive, dynamic, um, can put a foot in the ground and change direction. You know, and then really excited about what he can do coming out of the backfield catching the ball. Uh, And so I think he adds a lot of versatility into how we can use him. Uh, Jaden Cash Watkins is a wide receiver from the Asheville School in Asheville, North Carolina. Um, Tremendously tall kid, uh, has a tremendous catch radius. uh, And I think that is really important nowadays because when you talk about having to make contested catches, uh, third down conversions, red zone touchdowns, um, that big catch radius is extremely difficult to defend. Um, So really excited about him. You know, Makai Wall, a wide receiver from Dudley High School over in Greensboro, a uh, high school that I'm very familiar with, with, with from my time in North Carolina. Uh, he's one of our two North Carolina state championships, and so congratulations to Coach Steve Davis and their staff uh, for winning a state championship this year. Uh, Makai is an electric player uh he's a kid that i think fits in the slot i think that's where he starts but you know he's a kid that you're going to design plays around you're going to make sure that that's a kid that gets touches gets the ball in his hands uh he is a home run hitter and, and he can take it to house uh every time he gets the ball um jake taylor is our tight end in the class he comes from cardinal gibbons high school over in raleigh uh that's our second state champion and so congratulations to coach steve wright and his staff for the job they did um and what I understand was a, a wonderfully weathered game uh, in conditions over in Raleigh the other night. Um, Jake's got a really tall athletic body. Um, he's a converted player to the tight end position. He hasn't been playing it really long, so I think he's got a tremendous amount of upside. Um, but he's again, has a huge catch radius. And I think he'll be a mismatch for linebackers and safeties down the line. Um, really excited about our O-line group. We brought three of them in uh matt craycraft from dallas jesuit over in texas um obviously a kid i'm familiar with from where i came from i think he fits a tackle for us uh extremely athletic kid um great flexibility in his hips and and we shared a common story because he's a hockey player um and, and one of my child plays hockey and so they've actually played against competitive organizations so it was interesting talking to matt and finding that out about him uh if you got an offensive lineman that can get on skates uh that's an impressive trait for sure um Steven Namias is an O-lineman from Marist, just outside of Atlanta, Georgia. Um, he is your prototypical interior offensive lineman. Uh, he comes off the ball, he rolls his hips, uh, he moves people. You'll hear us talk about that a lot. We don't want to block people, we want to move people. Uh, I think that's how you establish the line of scrimmage. Um, and so we're real excited to have him join the group. You know, And then Brian Parker is a kid from St. Xavier High School in Cincinnati, Ohio. And you know, Brian, I think, has some versatility. I think he can go inside and outside. Uh, he's another multi-sport athlete uh, tremendous athleticism gets to the third level uh, and blocks you get a couple clips of him on on film 40-50 yards down the field blocking people and so really happy about his motor uh, and him coming in you know Terry Moore is our athlete um, and this is the first time I had to put my head coach hat on um, because I would love Terry to be a safety but then I remembered I'm not a defensive coordinator anymore I'm a head coach and so uh, the fact that he can can run the ball and put points on the scoreboard is really attractive too and so I think we're going to give terry a chance to kind of figure out where he best fits um but man what an unbelievable athlete uh, tremendous basketball player um you know he'll be coming in mid-year and so we're excited to see what terry can do uh and where he fits Uh, Vincent V.J. Anthony uh, is a defensive end from right here in Bull City, C.E. Jordan High School Um, Man, he is what you want on the edge. Uh, Tall, athletic can rush the passer um, can really, really impact the game coming off the edge and so we're excited to have him join us Wes Williams is a D lineman from Battlefield High School in Northern Virginia. Uh, another like athletic big body, you know, and you'll hear us talk about trying to identify those types of kids. You know, when you when you're trying to recruit big bodied athletes, you want kids that have athleticism and can move sideline to sideline. And, and Wes can certainly do that. Uh, I think he's got a lot of upside uh, to play at a lot of different spots across the defensive line. We'll kind of see how his body develops and grows over the years to come. But, but we're excited to have him for us. Uh, Jeremiah Halsey is a linebacker from Pine Richland up outside the Pittsburgh area uh, in Pennsylvania, and I think that, again, is the reach as we talk about where this place can go. Um, he's a two-way player, uh, extremely productive on both sides of the ball, um, very explosive on offense, you know, and then he's just a guy that, that makes a ton of plays on defense, sideline-to-sideline side line linebacker, makes a ton of tackles, and so we're excited to add him. Carter Wyatt is a linebacker from West Brunswick High School here in North Carolina, uh, extremely productive. Um, we talk about linebackers, like however they get there, we want our linebackers on the bottom of the pile, because that means they're productive and they're active and, and they're seeing things the way they're supposed to see them to get where they're supposed to go. And so uh, he does that a lot, extremely productive, makes a ton of plays on film, another kid that I think can go sideline to sideline, and so we're excited about that. Kenzie Paul is a DB, uh, probably starts at corner for us, is probably positionally where he starts. Uh, he's from the McCauley School uh, out of Chattanooga, Tennessee. It's the first kid in my career though that has ever sent his NL- NLI in from uh, Canada. And so that was an interesting little story this morning. So we were excited about that. Uh, He's won back-to-back state championships in Tennessee. Uh, Another two-way player, plays both sides of the ball. Uh, Extremely talented athlete, great hands, great ball skills. And so I think he provides a lot of value. Chandler Rivers uh, is a DB from Beaumont United in Beaumont, Texas. Uh, He's probably the one kid in the class I'm most familiar with, uh, being a defensive kid from Texas. And so got a chance to evaluate Chandler a lot. Really liked him. Uh, Really glad that I'm going to get a chance to coach him here at Duke. Uh, Twitchy kid with tremendous athleticism, has great ball skills, uh, extremely competitive. Uh, He's got an unbelievable drive to be a great football player. And I think that will serve him very well here. Okay, and then then last, uh, and certainly not least, is Nathan Vale, the DB from Harrison High School, just outside of Atlanta. Um, and he's, he's your physical safety. Um, he's the kid that can run downhill, run the alley, uh, can really lay into people, um, and he's got a great ability to strike people. And so um, real happy to have him. And so um, that's our class. Uh, I, I told all of these kids on the phone, and I meant it. Uh, I was very fortunate. There was no kid that I watched on film um, and didn't think he fit. And so when you take over a program and you inherit recruits, uh, it's really cool to just go through a list and say, you know, oh yeah, I would've taken him. Oh yeah, I would've taken him. And when you can do that all the way through the class, you feel great about what you're bringing in. And I think the other thing that just jumped out to me is as I got on the phone with these players, And families, just what a great group of young men. Uh they stayed committed together, uh, they're tight, they're close, uh, and they got a really strong vision about what they want Duke to be and where they want Duke to go. And so we're really excited to welcome all these families uh into Duke and, and look forward to them doing really big things.
1: Great comments from Coach Elko. I loved how he highlighted those North Carolina high schools in particular, and congratulating some of the guys that won state championships, obviously, Elko has had a history at Wake Forest, and that shows. He knows all the high schools here in the state of North Carolina. Duke has a signee from the state of Texas that he was fairly familiar with, having come from Texas A&M previously. I really appreciated Coach Elko saying that he took the time to view the tape of these guys to get a better understanding of who they are. Obviously not here for the entire recruiting process, and the best part in all of that was at the very beginning when Mike Elko made sure to give proper credit to the outgoing coaching staff, David Cutcliffe being the head coach, but then the outgoing staff knowing they're not going to be retained to make sure that Duke held on to those commitments because he knew what kind of guys were Duke men that deserved to be a part of the Blue Devil football program. So credit to Mike Elko for giving them a shout out and that sort of thing. As we have learned, it looks like Trooper Taylor will be the only guy staying on staff for Duke football. One other note to make about Duke football, we learned from Pete Thamel of Yahoo Sports today on Friday that it seems sources are saying Duke is expected to hire Wake Forest defensive coordinator Lyle Hemphill. He has a long history, of course, with new Duke coach Mike Elko. Looks like Lyle Hemphill will be the Duke defensive coordinator, if I had to guess. Again, according to sources, that's Pete Thamel with the reporting there. We'll have more on that next week. Fun week this week on Lockdown Blue Devils. Thank you so much for your support. A reminder coming in 2022, we're making the transition to YouTube. So make sure you go ahead, follow, and subscribe to us over there. Lockdown Blue Devils is what you search on YouTube. You can connect with me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. Be sure to subscribe and follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app. And you'll get the latest episode of Lockdown Blue Devils as soon as it's available each day. Check out the Locked On ACC podcast with Candace Cooper for a great breakdown of everything going on in the Atlantic Coast Conference here across the state. Check out the Locked On Panthers podcast with Julian Council as they get set for a game coming up on Sunday versus the Buffalo Bills. The Hurricanes had an impressive 5-3 to three win last night. Our hockey team here in the state, the NHL level, so check out Locked On Hurricanes. A lot of things for you to be looking out for here on the Locked On podcast network, your team every day. That's going to do it for today's show. As always, go Duke. I'll talk to you on Monday. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day.